Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. We've been working through the book I wrote called Love, Leadership, and Influence, The Power of Transforming Relationships. And the book is basically about different qualities that produce strong, lasting relationships. So this week, we're going to cover the power of pursuit. And in my book, I talk about a teaching that I've shared on a few occasions, and I titled it, Peace Through Strength in Relationships. If you know me, you know I'm a big Ronald Reagan fan, and he often used the term peace through strength. He believed that the best foundation for peace as a nation was strength, strength in our military, in our economy, and even in our unity as a people. A quote from him, he he said, we know that peace is the condition under which mankind was meant to flourish. Yet peace does not exist of its own will. It depends on us, on our courage to build it and guard it and pass it on. He understood that peace in in any area requires diligence and pursuit, not apathy, not whatever happens, happens attitude. You have to go after it. You have to pursue it. And in relationships, that's particularly true. Peace in relationships often is just not an automatic thing. Relationships take a lot of work and diligence in order to be strong, purposeful, peaceful, And when we're willing to make them a priority and even take the initiative, they can bring us incredible joy and blessing. That's been true in my life. It's not been without setbacks or struggles. I can promise you that. But being a pursuer has ultimately become a really positive thing for my relationships. I would have to say, I have a pretty great relationship with all of my kids, but it's sometimes been quite hard fought. And there are moments where I want to step back, if I were honest, and hold on to a hurt. And sometimes I have for several days. But ultimately, I have to decide what really matters, and I have to make up a choice whether or not I'm willing to be a pursuer. Even if I was not the one who created the problem. And not that I am always innocent of that. There are times when I'm sure I am the person who overreacted or created a a challenging situation. But relationships are worth fighting for. And I'm not suggesting that we are a doormat or invite abuse in any way. But I am suggesting that we're brave enough to put our own fears and hurts on the back burner and become a pursuer. It's so sad. I have seen families up close and personal torn apart by conflict. Oftentimes, both parties are unwilling to pursue restoration. Sometimes they're alienated for years because of it. Sometimes it's over a seemingly small misunderstanding or an offense. I mean, think about it. People lose family, their relationship with their kids, their marriage, their friends, sometimes because they're too stubborn to humble themselves 
and attempt to pursue restoration. Now, I know that's not always the case. I know sometimes there are much bigger issues at play. But there are times when just plain old pride or stubbornness and an unwillingness to be a pursuer, to go after those relationships with a good heart and humility, people sometimes just aren't willing to do it. I mean, I know I've had days where I was like, no, not doing that. I'm just not doing it. I'm too angry. I'm too hurt. Um, That's their job. They need to fix it. They need to come to me. Now just wait until they do. But my kids used to tease me. They said, you're not very good at that, mom. You don't even necessarily give us a few days to apologize. You're, You're too concerned about having that relationship restored. And again, I know there are relationships that are irreconcilable, at least temporarily. But let's not too readily assume that about a relationship that was broken over something that wouldn't fit into that category. A verse that brings this home to me is Psalm 23, 6. And it says, Surely his goodness and steadfast love will pursue me relentlessly all the days of my life. One thing that stands out in that verse to me is he says his goodness and steadfast love will pursue me. Not his anger, not his punishment, not his disapproval. It it amazes me when I talk to people, women, how many of them believe that God is, is so scornful toward them, so judgmental, so hard-hearted, so angry. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it says here that his goodness and steadfast love will relentlessly pursue us. Then he says relentlessly, that means determined, unflinching, unyielding. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, that's pretty intense. The God of the universe, with all of our frailties and flaws, he says that he's going to pursue us with goodness and love in a determined, unflinching way. Wow. And I'm trying to learn that in my life. I mean, again, there's many times where I haven't haven't done as I should in that. One story I tell in my book is about a, a young woman. I think she was in her 30s who I had been counseling. And um, in the process of that, she had had some addiction problems and different things, but she got offended with me. And she stopped answering my texts. She stopped answering my calls. She wouldn't speak to me. And so I just said, all right, fine. So I knew where she lived. And after not answering all those other things, I went and knocked on her door. Well, she wouldn't answer the door either. So I just kind of sat out on her porch and waited. And I waited a long time till she finally came out. And I said, listen, I don't want this division and this, this hurt to be between us. Can we please work this out? And ultimately she did. And I I was very glad that she did. We also experienced a church split uh, quite a few years ago, and there was a lot of hurt feelings and misunderstandings. And initially, I I was very, very angry. I was angry at a lot of people. But ultimately, I came to my senses and realized, what am I doing here? You know, I am supposed to look like Jesus. So I began to try to get with people and pursue people that had left, not for the purpose of talking them into coming back, 
but for making sure that there was not strife between us. I remember <clears throat> one woman, I noticed her. She had left the church, and she had been a good friend of mine. I noticed her in Walmart one time, and I saw her pushing her cart through, and I said, oh, well, here's a chance to talk to her. So I kind of steered by in her direction, and, and she saw me out of the corner of her eye, and I think she just kind of pretended that I wasn't there, but I would not be um, denied. So I followed her until we actually were able to talk and ended up having a lovely conversation, and, and I assured her that, you know, I didn't have anything against her, and I loved her, and, and she said likewise. And then on a sad note, one young woman who had been a very dear friend of mine had also left on negative terms and actually moved out of the state. And although she had been a good and devoted friend, I didn't pursue reconciliation with her. For whatever reason, I just let it stand. She was far away, and maybe in the back of my mind I had the idea out of, out of sight, out of mind. I don't know. But tragically, after several years, she died very young, in her 30s, unexpectedly, and suddenly after childbirth. And I can't even begin to tell you how my heart hurt that I had passed up the opportunity to tell her that I loved her. And I, I don't want to do that again. I want to be a pursuer. I don't want to let things between Keith and I. And yeah, he might be in the ministry. We might be in the ministry. But yeah, things come up for sure. And I don't want to let it lie dormant. I don't want to let it fester. I don't want to have a non-communicative, cold relationship ever. So I'm going to go after those things when needed. Pursuit is a lifelong endeavor, and it yields great fruit. Sometimes, let's face it, the initial response isn't going to be what, what we hoped for. Sometimes the person's going to respond with anger or rejection. But if God relentlessly pursues us, shouldn't we attempt to do likewise when it's possible? Why let pride or insecurity or resentment keep us from being restored to a dear friend, a pastor perhaps, a neighbor, church member, family member? I don't want to do that. I don't want to have any relationships that go against my conscience, that in my heart I haven't done what I can to resolve them. Sometimes marriages fall apart because Again, people are too stubborn. Man, we could cause ourselves so much pain. And this applies to times when we've obviously hurt other people too. When there's times where I've acted like a, as I should not have acted. And I've had to pursue that person. I, I know one, again, incident involved a woman in the church. And um, I came upon the knowledge that she was gossiping about Keith and I. And she was apparently unhappy about the way that we had chosen to help a family in need in the church. And she just was going around telling people that it, it was an incorrect way to do it. So I cornered her after church one Sunday, and I just gave her a very strong piece of my mind. And I said, listen, we don't gossip in this church. This will not work, and you may not do that. And I don't know what you're thinking, but that's not going to fly here. And I, I felt, well, I, I took care of that. Wow, I, I really did good there. And I went home, and it wasn't real long till I realized, what on earth did I just do? And Second Timothy 2.25 says, In humility, correct those who are in opposition. Well, I certainly was not humble. Yikes. Not at all.
And so I ended up calling the woman back and saying, look, I'm really sorry. I was arrogant and rude and I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Yes, we don't, we don't do gossip. We, we really avoid gossip in our church much, as much as humanly possible. But I should not have treated you that way. And would you please forgive me? And she did. She was gracious. But, you know, the whole idea of being a, a strong pursuer, that's not something that comes naturally to me. Um, if you've read my book or if you know me very well, you know that I struggled much of my life with insignificance and feeling incapable and not good enough. Um, but I've had to learn to trust the Lord in, in every area. I, I tell people I live desperate for God. And I've learned that His Word is what keeps me. It's what gives me the strength to, to be strong and to have value and to pursue people courageously. Um, Proverbs eighteen sixteen says, my gift makes room for me. And sometimes I just say that over my life. My gift makes room for me. I might not feel like I have a million gifts or a ton of gifts, but your word says, whatever my gift is, it makes room for me. Another favorite verse is Psalm 512, and it says, You surround me with favor as with a shield. And there have been plenty of times where I have spoken that under my breath or even out loud over myself because I need the favor of God. I don't have what it takes on my own, but I want to be a pursuer. And to do that, I have to rely on the Lord to strengthen the areas of me that are lacking, the areas that are weak, He's got my back. When I am weak, he is strong. So if you've experienced intimidation or fear in pursuing relationships, perhaps you have a relationship in your family right now that that needs to be restored. And maybe you feel like, wait, it wasn't my fault. It's their fault. And I'm not talking about extreme, crazy things that, again, need a whole nother category. But just kind of offenses or hurt feelings or whatever be brave. Learn to be a pursuer. Learn to just try to make it right in whatever way that looks like. And speak God's word over your life. Remember what's at stake. Follow the lead that he gave to us, the example, in relentlessly pursuing us. And pursue the people in your life that he's put there. I used to be passive, but now I'm a pursuer. Because relationships are not expendable. They're precious. So thank you for being with me today. Love you all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.